Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Fresh here on the fan, live from the G. Wagner Plumbing Studio. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, former Packer and Badger running back, high school player of the year back in the day in Georgia, Gary Ellerson. Pro Football Hall of Fame finalist, Packer Hall of Famer, wide receiver. No, I'll check that. He's actually was a safety. Leroy Butler. And joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is a wide receiver. He played with some of the guys we were talking about when we were talking about earlier, the top five quarterbacks that you've seen play in your time. People brought up Jim Kelly. People also remember James Lofton catching passes from Lynn Dickey. He joins us now in the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. James, thanks a lot for coming on. Top five, that's always a, a good one because it goes to your point of reference. You know, how old were you when you saw them? Were they better than the guys who are playing now? That's always fun to do. Well, let me tell you what Leroy's list was. Now, Leroy and Gilbert Brown got into this on Facebook, and that's why we're kind of doing it. And their deal was top five quarterbacks that they played against, James. Exactly. So for Leroy, it was Joe Montana, Warren Moon, Randall Cunningham, Troy Aikman, and Steve Young. That's a pretty good top five. Yeah. Yeah, that's a a real good top five. I'm trying to think from Leroy's – era which is you know early 90s late 80s is there anybody else warren moon is, is a great one because warren moon if if you were to take when he came out of college in 1978 then he had to go to canada for Canet, five or yep. six years um you know he really stretches it back to the beginning of that era he's being the oldest guy out of that bunch even older than joe montana well elway and jim kelly are two names i'll throw at you jim kelly Elway, not bad. Yep. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, so How, you know what I didn't hear in there, and maybe because they didn't face him a lot, Dan Marino. Oh yeah, got to have Danny Marino. Yeah, Marino's got to be in there. No question. Uh, no question about it. James, let's quickly. I want to get your your thoughts on this whole thing as far as the draft goes, because um, right. we've been debating about it and. Because Adam Schefter has brought it up. Albert Breer now has brought it up uh, as well. As far as whether or not the NFL should be doing this draft uh, or not, uh, where are you on it? Well, the the NFL and I think a lot of sports and a lot of other industries like to adhere to timetables. And so when you look at the draft as a timetable, this is when you had it tabled for. Obviously, you are going to hold it in Las Vegas where you're going to have a a huge crowd a year ago in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. You had over 200,000 people. They were thinking that they might have half a million people on the strip. Obviously, we know that is not going to be the case, can't be the case. But can you still have the draft? The, the other day I had a happy hour 
with some people that I went to college with, and there were 12 of us together. And if you take as a couple, you 24 of us together. But we did it on Zoom. We were all in our individual homes. Oh, man. So I, I wonder if as a, you know, as an organization, if the Packers can't get together on Zoom and they're going through, you know, all the stuff that they would go through if they were all sitting in the room together. And you have to be do it in an orderly fashion. So you, you have that ready. Everybody has all the draft material. You have all the ratings of all the players. And you can discuss the players as you're going about it. And especially in the first round where you have 15 minutes. I always thought that the first round should be a lightning round. You could do it in five minutes because these are the guys that you have really uh, examined and discussed more than any other group. But you take 15 minutes for the drama of television. And uh, I know when I was coaching with the San Diego Chargers, we, we knew what we were going to do in the first couple of rounds, where we were going with players, where the clusters of players were going to be. And it really is in the later rounds where you are kind of just going, you know, okay, what do we need, what do we want, and who's available. Yeah, when, I when think – That's the very thing okay, that's going on, though. How, how do you think that they can keep everybody separate? Because I think at some point – you, you can't have everybody kind of together. I think there got to be ways that I know you want to have your mom and dad there and maybe your wife, but how for, do they for keep the players? Yeah, exactly. Um, yes. How do you because keep that? They are separate? used to having gatherings and correct. You know what they're going to do. They're going to make the assumption. Well, nobody looks sick. Well, that's, that's the, the worst thing that, that could have mm-hmm. ever been put out there uh, that, you, you know, you, you don't have to, you, you don't have to be sick to look sick. And, uh, you know, once you realize that, social distancing, uh, you know, you could have a draft party. You've got to limit the numbers. Um, you've got to have uh, the facial coverings on now. So you, you could potentially do it. But once again, um, you know, you, you could FaceTime with people. Um, I was drafted before dra- the draft was on television. So, the draft has happened before without television, without a large crowd. When I was drafted, I got up and I went to class that day. So <laughs> it's not like it has to be this uh, prom type atmosphere that it that it has become, where you, know, you get dressed up in a suit that you're only going to wear once in your life. Uh, you have this enormous party with everybody, and, and I know it's a great celebration, but uh, you know. Different times call for different measures. Yes, I think I'm in the minority. Uh, and please say hello to your lovely wife. Her and I will wife do that. Yep. Special, I love her. Yeah, I think for me, James, because I know one of these kids, they're going to sneeze. Sure. One of these kids is going to cough. Yep. And they're going to be like, oh, man, does this, did we get this kid sick? I said I advocated maybe waiting to the guidelines to and that's april 30th so maybe move it back a week or two and still do it so i don't know if that's i don't know doing it before, a week before the guidelines especially when they say they claim the apex is in the next couple of weeks is that going to look good you drafting millionaires when a lot of people are going to lose more jobs and more people may die well i am by no means a doctor um but if if what 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 I think we're talking about this disease until we have uh, immunization where you can get a vaccine to prevent it or right. you can have a treatment, it, it's not going to be gone. 
So that that isn't at the end of April. That isn't at the end of May. Probably not at the end of June. Um, and, and I think that you can go ahead and have the draft. There is probably a small percentage right now that these players may not play this fall. Mm-hmm. You may not have a football season this fall. Um, so there are some things that, you know, will be taken away, and sports might be one of them for a, a short period of time until you can get a vaccine or, or you can get a treatment that, that can really save lives because you don't want to put people at risk um, for entertainment. Talking with James Lofton, the Pro Football Hall of Famer here on the Wendy's Big Show. James, uh, some discussion obviously over the last couple of weeks around Tom Brady not being in New England, heading to Tampa Bay with Bruce Arians uh, as head coach. He's got Godwin. He's got Mike Evans there. He's got a couple of really good tight ends in Tampa. How do you see it playing out in Tampa? And then how do you see it playing out for Bill Belichick and the Patriots? Well, funny thing for Green Bay Packer fans – if you are of a certain age, which you'd be getting close to collecting your Social Security, you still remember the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being in your division. That's true. And you think of those, you know, creamsicle uniforms. They had a great defense. John McKay was their head coach. Doug Williams was their quarterback. So, you know, I know we've gotten past that, but when I see the throwbacks, I think of a team that is still in our division. Uh, potentially it's going to be real exciting for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Tom Brady gives you this immediate emotional lift. You, you look at what Jameis Winston was able to do last year, came up with some terrific plays. You look at his, some of his touchdown throws that he made. They're what I call second platform throws. So you drop back in the pocket, you get rushed, you have to move, you have to get out of the way. Jameis Winston makes a great throw. He did that time and time again. Yes, he had a lot of interceptions, but he also took a lot of risks. So it was high risk, high rewards for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but not high enough to keep Jameis Winston. Tom Brady comes in, and the assumption is that he's just going to be able to function and not have the uh, high risk that Jameis Winston had, but also that takes away some of the great plays that they may have down the field from a quarterback who was able to move and escape a lot of pressure. Um, and so when you flip that to the New England Patriots, it really is like uh, one of those home improvement shows where the people say, I want this, I want this, I want this in my house, and then you send them away for a month, and they come back and they walk in the front door, they go, oh, I can't believe how it looks. And that's what it's going to be like for the New England Patriots. For 20 years, they had the furniture in the same place, they had the same window coverings, the same flooring, the same kitchen. Now it's going to be totally remodeled. And Tom Brady's not going to be there. And it's going to, you know, there are going to be a lot of number 12 jerseys in the stands at the Patriots games. But there'll be no number 12 on the field for the Patriots. No, totally right about that. And I saw you at a couple Packer games this year, um, JL. And what, what's your thought on the Green Bay Packers? Because when, when the season first started, new head coach, new system, I get, man, if they win like nine games, I mean, they right. may be lucky to do that. But then these guys go get. 13, 14 games in the NFC Championship game. Um, I don't know how they did it, but it, they got it done. What's, what's your thoughts on the overall season? Well, I had a chance to do the, the preseason television with Kevin Harlan the last two years. And this past season, remember we had the game in Canada where none of the starters played on offense or defense. And if you look back, 
Aaron Rodgers did not play at all in any of the four preseason games. The starting offensive line, I think, played 12 plays together. Starting defense played maybe 20 plays together. So I walked out of there, and I'm thinking eight and eight, nine and seven, that would be good. But when you all of a sudden start to just string victories together, and what the Packers were able to do, they were able to find ways to win ball games, And it wasn't with this – offense that dazzled you with 450 yards of offense each game, 35 points. They were able to win on third downs at the end of the first half, at the end of the game, where they would get a stop. Uh, the Smith brothers were great. Blake Martinez was good in the middle. The secondary was, was, was way above average. Um, and they were able to make plays. And then they had the running game going. So you didn't turn the ball over, which has always been a strength of Aaron Rodgers. You took the ball away from other people. You sacked quarterbacks on third down. You made those stops, and, and you found ways to win games. And it might not have been flashy. Uh, I was at both playoff games, the one at home against the Seattle Seahawks and then the one on the road against the San Francisco 49ers. And the 49er game was kind of a, a blueprint of what happened during the regular season. The 49ers were able to run the ball. They couldn't stop the run, and they, they couldn't really protect against the passer against the pass rush, rather. So uh, those things, that's how you win games. You know, you know, it gets corny after a while. Uh, when I was with the Buffalo Bills, Marv Levy said, we want to run and stop the run. We want to win the takeaway keepaway battle. And I don't think there's a coach in the NFL that doesn't want to do those two things. Yeah, James, you're the best person to answer this. Now, the Packers sign Funches, uh yeah. Big receivers, 6'4", 225. I mean, they got Alan Lazard. That guy's huge. MVS is a big guy. I mean, look like a basketball team. The shortest guy, really, is Devontae Adams, your star. What's the fascination, you think, with the Packers that they like the bigger receivers? Is it catch radius? Is it the 50-50 balls? Is it blocking in this particular offense? What do you think that is? Well, the last kind of smallish, great change of direction receiver that, that the Packers had, and they had a long line of them before, was Randall Cobb. Okay. Before that, you yep. had Donald Driver, who was a great change of direction guy. Um, you know, you, you can have any, any size receivers that you want. Um, if, if you had Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry and some other guys who were right around six feet tall, you, you would think, well, we got the best three in the, in the league. What you're trying to get is guys that your quarterback feels really confident in throwing the ball to. Devontae Adams checks that box. Devontae Adams has great change of direction, great short area quickness, kind of like a guy who is, you know, 5'11", 5'10", but he is in a bigger package. Alan Lazard, I remember watching him during the preseason, and he has hands that are about the size of my feet. And we throw the ball to that guy, and it, the ball just disappears in those hands. And that's a great quality to have because rarely are those guys totally covered. They are big enough where you can throw it to the opposite shoulder, you can throw it to the back shoulder, you can run them inside and then catch the ball in traffic. So everybody likes great receivers, and I think they come in all different packages. What about at the running back position? So many people, including myself, really like Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, 
uh, was good at what they wanted him to do. Matt LaFleur has talked about wanting to add another running back possibly to this running back mix, knowing Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams can become free agents after the upcoming uh, football season. Uh, from your standpoint, are you willing to take a Jonathan Taylor, maybe from Wisconsin, at the end of round one with that very first pick, or no? Um, so I'm the general manager now, huh? Yes, sir. And, and yeah, how many yeah, years, oh yeah. How yeah. many years do I have on my contract? Uh, you got. <laughs> well, let's say you're Goody. So let's say you've got like another three or four years left. Yeah. Then what you what you really want to do? You want people to believe that you're planning for the future. Yes, yes, you want to win games in September and October, but how good is that player going to be on your roster three years from now when the roster starts to turn over a little bit? Because I think that's what you do when you, when you lay out your, your 60-man roster. You're looking at, okay, this guy has two years to go on his contract. This guy has one year, then he can be a free agent. This guy has four years. And you look and you, you try and fill those gaps probably for the next eight years and say, okay, what, what are we going to do at running back four years from now? Do we need to draft somebody now? Do we need to draft someone in the second round, the third round, the fourth round? What type of qualities do we want in our offense? Are we going to, what system are we running? So um, anytime you're running a, quote, NFL system, you better have running backs who can catch the ball out of the backfield. And as you look forward, you're talking about looking forward, forward thinking, uh, there's a lot of talk right now up in Wisconsin that maybe the Packers should start thinking about drafting a successor to uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, sure. Gutekunst came out and said, well, you know, if there's somebody I like, I, I may not shy away from it. Uh, is it too soon to be looking for Aaron Rodgers' successor? Uh, so Aaron Rodgers, I would, I would make the assumption that he has a good three or four years to go. Does he want to play that long? What if, what if, you know, Aaron won the Super Bowl this next year and said, oh, you know what, I don't want to play until I'm 40 like Breeze and Brady have. I'm going to go ahead and step away. Because I, if, if I'm correct, is Aaron Rodgers about to go into his 16th season? I, Let I me check. So. I think that sounds about right. Yeah. You know, I think my partial total recall is working there. And and if you if you were to look at it, there was a time when – that was about when great quarterbacks started to step away from the game, the Marinos, the Elways, the Jim Kellys. Now you have this new wave of guys who are playing into, into their 40s. Um, so that's, that's different. Do guys want to do that? I'm, I'm not sure if they want to. And is it, is it cost prohibitive sometimes? You look at um, Ben Roethlisberger, um, Philip Rivers, and – Eli Manning. Eli Manning stepped away from that draft class. Roethlisberger is still with the Steelers. On a one-year contract, Phillip Rivers goes to the Indianapolis Colts. So he's going to take one more shot at it. And those guys are 38. And, yes, they're a couple years older than Aaron Rodgers. But at some point, that quarterback is – Aaron Rodgers is probably going to make the decision before the Packers make the decision. I don't see his skills just deteriorating to the point where the Packers say, oh, well, we're going to waive him. I think at some point Aaron Rodgers will say, I've had enough football. I want to get on with the, with the next phase of life. So mm-hmm. the answer to that question, which I didn't answer, at some point, yeah, you do need to start doing that. The Patriots did it a little early with Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think early is probably better than doing it later. And, and James, yeah, I, I think if he played third. 
Go ahead, Lori. Go ahead, Garrett. No, no, you go. Now that, now that the season's on hold, so what what are you up to now? What are you doing? Uh, well, my season's on hold too. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm not I'm not a draftnik where I'm following the draft to the to the last player uh, because it's not something I have to discuss anymore. When I used to have a show on Sirius Radio, I was all in tune to the draft. I was reading all the draft books. We were interviewing the college players coming out. Now I can kind of wait. And the first time that I need to know about what happened in the draft is when I look at the Packers draft and what they've stocked their team with so I can get ready to talk about that during during the preseason. And, you know, I'll look around the AFC and see who made moves and, you know, buy a couple of magazines at the grocery store and kind of study up on it. But I think a lot of it, especially when you're looking at rookie ball players, is that don't put a ceiling on them. Don't put a ceiling on the guy that you draft in the fourth round and say, well, you know, he's just a fourth-round pick because you, you don't know. And prime example of that, Stephon Diggs, fifth-round pick out of Maryland, goes to the Minnesota Vikings. You guys know him well, competed against him, and gets traded for a boatload of picks to the Buffalo Bills. Adam Thielen, guy who went to a workout camp, has turned into a Pro Bowl receiver. So don't put a ceiling on where somebody's drafted. Don't be so just enthralled. Oh, he was drafted in the first or second round, so he's got to be great. It doesn't always happen that way. He is uh, wide receiver James Lofton, Pro Football Hall of Famer, former Green Bay Packer wide receiver back in the day with Gary Ellerson, and, of course, catch him uh, listening on Sunday night football uh, as well as the lead analyst uh, right there on Westwood One. Thanks so much, James, for coming on. appreciate it. Now, I've got to Thanks a lot, James. correct you just a little bit. Uh-oh. I'm with CBS Sports. Oh, I've been there, I've been there the sorry. last three years. Yes, I still do a handful of games for Westwood One, but yeah, more more television than radio now the last three years, and got a couple more years coming up on CBS. Which do you like better? Um, I, I love them both. Although, Nobody's listening, although, man. Although, <laughs> Nobody's listening to that. In television, you get the prime booth. You're right there on the 50-yard line. In radio, they stick you up in the corner as high as you can get right around the goal line. Yeah, you see what we deal with. Yep, that's yeah, exactly I know, right. I yeah, know. You know. <laughs> right. James, thanks so much, man. Enjoy the rest hey, of your day. Roy, Gary, good talking to you guys. All right, thank you, buddy. Take, Take care. care. There he is, James Lofton on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. As your passion outgrown your home, Great Midwest Bank Home Renovation Loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com today. Simply local lending since 1935, a guy that gets to do radio and TV, just like Gary and Leroy. You guys do, get to do the same thing, too. Oh, yeah, we do. Well, I mean, on a smaller level, right, Roy? No, it's not. Not for my fan base. Okay, good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> spectrum <laughs> 1, I, I, CBS I love, Sports. It's all the same. I, mean, I love okay, Spectrum. Good. I love CBS Sports, but that's all local. I mean, you talk about Lofton, he's on a national level. So, I mean, oh, he's, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a little bit yeah. different, but don't 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 get it twisted now because nice. I sure need to come on back to Spectrum News 1. They let me come on back. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know, they got, I don't know rough. what they got. Get rough on. out here, Steve. Lofton. I see everybody else. I see everybody else doing their own video. We the only two ain't on video. I don't get this thing, man. I need to call Dennis and do something. Y'all cost too much. Hey, hey listen up, James nah, Lofton. Nah, y'all. James Lofton is on his whole <laughs> is on a whole different level, as we all know, and so is J and J contractors. Yeah, guys. You know what? And we were just talking about this just today. You know, with with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, and you you're right. There are a lot of people 
who are working out of their houses these days. And Steve may have a point. Maybe if you can get create a space for yourself at your house and you want it to be your home office, and right now you don't have that because you never thought that you worked from home. And so you're kind of in the living room or you're in a little crawl space or you're in the basement. My good friends over at J&J Contractors come over and help build out a space for you to have your home office in where you never thought you could do it. There are a lot of people, Steve is right, there are a lot of people that maybe this may be a thing long term. Or like Steve says, maybe it's a fallback if you had to work out of your office. You had that space now within your home. Call my good friends up today at J&J Contracts and ask for Jason. He'll come out. He'll give you the best possible deal that they most certainly can give you to help you build out that livable space or that home office that you need in your house today. Call him up today, J&J Contracts, and ask for Jason. There he is, Gary Ellerson, Leroy Butler, Steve Sparky Fiverr with you. Coming up next, a pretty crazy concept uh, that looks like is coming to Major League Baseball if and when they start. Joel Sherman had the... A piece in the New York Post a couple of days ago, and I think it's going to screw the Brewers. We'll discuss next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.